Hello and welcome to Off the Beat, the podcast that discusses all things law enforcement from a cop's point of view. My name is DJ Seals. I'm a former detective, crime analyst, and SWAT operator from the metro Atlanta area. Now, I currently work for Motorola as a law enforcement consultant, but this podcast will never be about product or sales, and that I promise you. I came up with this idea because I wanted to have a place where we could have a conversation about current police issues without you, my listener, feeling like they were in a sales pitch. I wouldn't listen to that, and I'm sure you wouldn't either. So let's take a look at today's topic. You know, here we go again. (laughs) I, I get hung up on more laws solving the issue. And I know I did a bit of a podcast on this uh, a few ago, but I I saw an article a while back and it has stuck with me and I have been following it very, very closely. And I wanted to bring it to you today. I do apologize for my delay in podcasting. Been very, 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 very busy, which is not an excuse, Uh, but uh, I did want to apologize for that. I'm doing this one right before the end of the year. And uh, next year, I've got some good ones involved with you, uh, ready to go. And uh, some of them are from your emails, so I really appreciate that. So let's get to today's topic. (laughs) I don't even know how to start this. I'm trying not to laugh, okay? It's not funny. It's not funny, haha. It's funny, really? So I'm not going to say the city. Y'all can Google this, okay? Because this is still up in the air. This is still a proposal. But let's just say a Midwestern city. Uh, th- th- there's a, um, um, a council person and has a lot of support behind them. Uh, has, has put forth what they call the People's Ordinance. And this is a direct quote. Uh, with with uh, city name removed, uh, this this people's ordinance backs a plea for criminals to only shoot guns between the hours of nine p.m. and nine a.m. Uh, I'll repeat that: for criminals to only shoot guns between the hours of nine p.m. and nine a.m. to risk or to, to minimize the risk, rather, of innocent people being shot. I just, just chew on that for a minute. Direct quote, I did not make that up. To only shoot between the hours of 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. to minimize the risk of innocent people being shot. It goes on. Um calling for a ceasefire between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. And uh, they're asking for the refrain from gunshots to reduce the risk to those who are, quote, not involved in high-risk activities. That struck me uh, for a number of things. Uh, One, to only shoot between 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. Please don't shoot during the day, but if you have to shoot, could you make it after nine? And I know I'm being a little flippant, but you got to be with some of this. Um, Because we don't want innocent people being shot. 
define innocent. Now, I, I think what we're targeting here, uh, according to them, is is uh, uh, gang violence. Okay, this particular city um, is 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 the highest, the absolute highest uh, rate of murder uh, for for a long time, and I th- I think that's what they are you know going toward here. I get it. Um, this particular city led the nation in homicides in 2022. Um, ahead of cities like Philadelphia, New York, Houston, or even Los Angeles. Um, so that's what I guess we're talking about here. But but it, why does it strike me? It strikes me because do we really live in a society where we're just going to go, hey, hey, y'all, uh, gang members, yeah, um, could could you... Could you keep the shooting down to the night, please? I mean, we don't want innocent people being shot. I mean, I you know, y'all shoot yourselves, but we we don't want innocent people being shot. How about this? How about stop shooting each other? Now, what is also highly, I would say, ironic is that this particular state and city, especially, uh, have. Uh, a, com- a prohibition on assault weapons, AR-15s, things like that, and what they call high-capacity magazines. Um, and high-capacity for them is more than 10 rounds. Uh, and, and handguns. Oh, my goodness. Like, they, they arrest a lot of people for handgun possession. Um, the vast majority, and I won't dull you with the statistics, but... As soon as you Google any terms I just said, you'll find this. Um, mo- most of these arrests are made uh, by people in possession. Like you had it in your car and it wasn't secured like it was supposed to be. You're arrested. Um, so, okay, right? But at the same time, I started looking and I just gave you a statistic of this particular city leading the nation in homicides in 2022 ahead of big cities. I mean, New York and Los Angeles, right? However, there are an equal amount of, of, um, of, of articles, news stories online saying that it has it dropped. Oh, their homicide rate has dropped. They don't add the fact that it's dropped from an... <laughs> it has dropped, sort of. I'll talk to you about that in a minute. But but they still lead New York and Los Angeles, Midwestern city. I actually pulled this 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 uh, police department's uh, Comstat report. Oh, I'm a data guy. You guys know that. Um, murder, okay? Year to date, um, when this was pulled, and this was uh, through August 20th, 2023, the city had had 432 murders in 2022. Year to date, they had 401 in 2023. So that's a 7% drop, okay? And from the, from the stats two years ago, that a 22% drop. And from the stats three years ago, they had a 17% drop. And you're like, see, DJ, they had dropped. Standby Ghostwriter. From the stats four years previously, 
they were up 26%. But again, dropping is good, but you still have the highest murder rate. Now, how can a city with such strict, strict gun laws, okay, have the highest murder rate? Well, the answer is simple. Because the people that are being arrested primarily for this, um, about 90% of them uh, are owners. Uh, and, and I looked at their statistics. They're not gang members. They're not out shooting people. They were pulled over and uh, they, they uh, well, I read one where um, this driver was pulled over, actually driving Uber, uh, and went to get his license. And the officer noticed that they had a, um, a carry permit, which is very difficult to get in this city and this state. But he had a carry permit. And the officer asked where the gun was located. He told him. And because of they've got, if you, if you look for something to do over the holiday season, peruse through some of these, wow, these gun laws. Okay. I've, I've, I don't know that I've ever dealt with a location that had so many gun laws. Um, I mean, you're going to need like a, I don't know, a Venn diagram, a spreadsheet figured out, but uh, he, he wasn't carrying it. In, in as secured a location as the gun laws required him and was arrested. Okay, violated the law, right? But the point being is, we, when we read these statistics, oh, look at all the arrests we're making, look at this, look at that, look at this, but look at who's being arrested. B because if you're making a record amount of arrests, thousands, thousands, of arrests for gun crimes per year and your murder rate, by the way, murder by gun is still one of the highest, if not the highest in the nation. How do those two jive? They don't unless the folks being arrested are like this Uber driver. And I'm not saying, that, oh, well, you're, you're saying that to nullify the law. No, I mean, you know, you got all these laws. You got to follow it. If you're going to be a responsible gun owner, you're going you're gonna to keep your weapon where the law says you can, okay? But the solution from the city, and this, I, I checked, this, this was, you know, this has been being pitched and running along for quite some many months now. Um, and, and I checked just this morning before I turned on the mic and there, there's still no answer as to whether or not this has been passed that just that it has, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, backing, but, but no answer whether or not, you know, it, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. Okay. Um, you know, so I thought to myself, okay, Benefit of the doubt, right? Why, if, you, if you're sitting on the city council in this city, and they don't call it city council there, but nonetheless, it's a city council. You're sitting on the city council, and there are a lot of city council people in this city, and you're thinking, gosh, what do we do about this, okay? Um, and you come up with this people's ordinance. What, what's, what's the... What's the solution? 
right? Why? Why? Did, why? Why? Because keep in mind, it's an ordinance. And for those of you who don't know, an ordinance is not a law. An ordinance is kind of like a, a, a local jurisdiction saying, please don't. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, um, let's see, a noise ordinance, okay? You, you must be quiet between these hours. Please show up. They're, they're not going to arrest you. They're going to be like, hey, can you, can you quiet down? You're violating the noise ordinance. If you keep, keep violating the noise ordinance, they're going to cite you for it, give you a ticket. But unless something else comes up, you're, it's not an arrestable offense, okay? So it's an ordinance, not a law. And, and this person who's backing it said, well, we've got to start somewhere. And went on to say, our goal is to approach our city's gun violence problem strategically and not all at once. Things didn't become this way overnight and change won't happen overnight. <clears throat> True, the last sentence, it didn't happen overnight. Um, cause the city's kind of always been like that. Um, but let's go back to the stem. Let's go back to the core. We want to approach it systematically, strategically rather, not all at once. You have the most number and, and toughest gun laws in the nation and the highest rate of gun violence in the nation. Folks, if I took the word gun out of it, um, and I said, <clears throat> let's see, let's turn it into a business for a minute. Okay. We are going to make the best burger in the world. We're going to make a hamburger. Best burger in the world. Everybody's going to want the burger. And we're going to make this burger and, and we got to tell people about it. So we're going to put tons of marketing in the burger. Tons, okay? And, and you know, sales were okay in the beginning because everybody's trying the best burger in the world based on the marketing. You know, we've got the best marketing team in the world and here's our burger and people are trying it. And we start watching the sales and the sales, uh, you know, have that initial up and then they kind of level off and now they're starting to float down and we go, more marketing, more marketing. Okay, more, yeah, more money. Just keep throwing money at marketing. That's it, more marketing. And, 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 the burger's still not taking off and more marketing and the burger's not taking off and we get together and we go, what's going on with this burger? I know we're not marketing it well enough and we do more marketing and nobody ever comes up with the fact that maybe it's the burger. If we've got the toughest laws in the nation, and I say we, I'm not in that city, but I'm putting myself there. If, if we got the toughest laws in the nation against firearms and we're making thousands of arrests a year, on those laws, but we have a spike, continual spike in gun violence and, and murder by gun. Maybe it's the burger. What do you mean, DJ? Well, the city also has the highest rate of grand jury indictment for gun violence. Ooh, what's that? <clears throat> After these heavy laws went into effect, um, over 90% of all gun charges now go to a grand jury. 
before the laws, about a little less than 30% went to grand jury. They went to trial. Now, if you're arrested for gun violence <clears throat> and, and you believe you followed the law or you believe the law is, is frivolous or spurious or arbitrary and you want to, we want to find it, you want your day in court, right? You got your permit, you got whatever, however you want to fight this, you, you get your day in court. But that's not what's happening. What's happening is almost all gun charges are going to grand jury. Grand jury is where a group of people, uh, citizens, are sitting in a room for <laughs> a long period of time, um, depending on, on where you are. Grand jury can be weeks. Uh, we, we, I talked to an agency once. A grand jury was actually sequestered for a month. Um, and they hear all kinds of cases. Now, in a grand jury... It, there is no defense of the case. It is the prosecutor, um, uh, maybe the officer, I've been called in to testify to grand jury, uh, testifies as to how they see the facts of the case. The grand jury is not deciding the case. They're deciding whether there's enough evidence to indict, in other words, to charge the individual, to move forward with the charge. And, you know, I didn't find this until I started going down this rabbit hole. I kept asking myself, why is this and why is that? And then it dawned on me, wait a minute. If you've got the toughest laws and you're, you're, you're arresting thousands of people and your gun violence is still up and your murder for, by gun is still up, why, wait a minute, are we prosecuting them? Aha, got all these laws, why aren't they working? Well, number one, keep in mind, folks, criminals don't care about your laws. But when we do catch them, why would it still be going up? So, the grand jury, and this is most grand juries, I'll just be honest with you. If you don't have, and maybe I should do a whole podcast on grand juries. If you think so, you email me. I'll give you the email later if you don't know it. But if you think so. Um, grand juries have always been interesting to me because there, there is no defense in the argument. There, and and I, again, I, yes, I was on the prosecution side, and I'm not sitting here going, we need it, but I believe in, in you know, we got to do it fairly. But nonetheless, they decide whether or not there's enough to indict. Go forward with the case. Charge the person officially. And grand jury percentages around the nation are basically, you go to grand jury, it's, it's high 90%, you're going to get indicted. That, that's just the way it is. Now, convicted, that's a different thing. Because even though you're indicted, doesn't mean you're convicted. It means you're charged. And then, you know, you, you, you have a trial date. So I thought, okay, well, okay, so they're going to grand jury. That's fine. Maybe they're just, you know, that's just the process now. And, and I wonder, wonder what the conviction rate is on this. And I, I, I started really going down the rabbit hole. At this point, I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the crust of the earth, right? I'm so deep into this. And it, I couldn't find the data. And I kept digging, I kept digging. I, I found like, like what I call loose data. Somebody who says, well, many or of a majority, or that's not data. That's an opinion based on somebody reading the numbers, but I couldn't find it. But what I did find was that most of these don't go to trial. Hmm. They plea out. Okay, let's talk about that. 
thousands of arrests a year. Most, over 90%, I think the number was like 96 or 98% go to grand jury. Of those, almost every single one of them is indicted. And then they don't go to trial. Why is that? Then I started looking and found out that most of these are very easy to plead down from a potential felony to a misdemeanor. Drop it down. Aha! So what has happened here, I believe, in court <laughs> is the defense attorneys, the, the public defenders have figured it out. Hey, there's so many of these. They're flooding the courts. They're going to grand jury. But, but if my person's indicted, I can just go right to the prosecutor and say, hey, look, 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 look. Uh, no, no previous convictions, which, again, most of these people arrested uh, had convictions of some type. But when I got deeper, most did not have a conviction for any type of violence. So I found convictions like shoplifting, um, uh, 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 disorderly, uh, drunken public, things like that. But not like a vi they're not violent offenders. Okay, so oh, it's not violent offender. I mean, he even had a had a had a license to carry. He just didn't have it. You know, didn't have the center console shut like he should have. So come on, let's. And and many of these are just all right. Time served. Here's your fine. Have a nice day. But I ran over a statistic that you may have caught. Most of these people, 80-some percent of them, had a conviction of some type. But again, in, in the court system, when you get into the court system and you get into, I mean, in my experience, most of the folks that we dealt with had a conviction of some type. Um, depending on the court, a lot of that could even be, um, you know, uh, like a traffic offense, but typically not, but nonetheless, but, but what you're looking for is a conviction of like, so if I'm talking to somebody who's got, who I believe has an armed robbery and I'm, I'm, I'm going to charge them with armed robbery because I've got video, I've got everything. Um, I'm looking to see if they were charged with armed robbery before or, strong arm robbery or or something akin a crime of carrying a weapon a crime of violence a crime of something like that the da the district attorney will be looking for that notice i said that most of these people have no prior history in in any type of violence then the people's ordinance is talking specifically, let's face it, it's talking specifically to violent gang members. Please don't shoot between 9 and 9, 9 p.m., 9 a.m. And we want to keep those people who, you know, who aren't involved in violent crime safe. But we don't... This city, at least, doesn't seem to be taking guns from people who've ever been involved in violent crime. So, it's a, it, it's a sticky wicket. <laughs> it's kind of all over the place, right? How do you have the, the, the laws? 
How do you make that many arrests, yet you're number one in gun violence and murder? Because, folks, the laws that are set forth in this city at least, and I believe in most cities, okay, we're not, we're not catching the people for whom the laws were made. We're not focusing on the criminality for, for where the law stems. If you've got a law that says no high-capacity magazines, no fully automatic, no, of course, I mean, unless you've got a, a license from the federal government to have a fully automatic, you're not going to have one anyway. But, but, but you're making those, why? Well, perhaps because you've had a lot of gang violence and people are driven by and, and you've, you know, you, it was obviously a fully automatic rifle of some type, right? I'll, I'll get all movie with you. It was an Uzi or whatever. So, okay, well, that, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't have that. So let's make a law against it. Okay, done. But how many of those folks have you arrested? Yeah, almost none. Be, because here's how these kind of crimes work. Gang on gang crime. Drive by, do the shooting, cops show up. Of course, the driver's gone. Uh, find some shot people. Um, let's say you know, a couple that are alive. And you start talking to them. And this is straight from my experience. You know what the answer you get? I don't know, man. I didn't see it. You didn't see the person? That no. Do you see the car? No. What did it sound like? I don't know. Anybody be mad at you? No. Dude, do you have any idea who might have done this? No, man. That, that's what you get. There's like this honor among, here's honor among thieves. There's like this honor among gang members. They're, they're not going to flip. Even if they were shot by somebody, they're not going to talk to the cops. Why? Because they're going to use their internal justice, their gang justice, to, to turn the tables. Well, you know what? I'm going to be in the hospital getting stitched up. My crew is going to go take care of that for me. And then you're going to have a retaliatory shot. It, it is not easy to handle these crimes. Now, many... Many departments, and even this department I'm talking about, have a gang unit. It's supposed to get all the intelligence they possibly can. You know, who's on this gang? Who's on that gang? Where's the turf? I mean, been there, done that. And, but even after you get that, preventing it is difficult because you almost have to have somebody on the inside saying, hey, there's about to be this, or they're, they're going to go shoot this guy tonight. Or it, it is the FBI has put people in organizations like, like the, the outlaw motorcycle gang. Okay, they call them a club, but they ain't a club. That's a gang. But nonetheless, they, they, they've put people inside for years just to get some information. And they took down a small sector of it. And it is still as strong today as it's ever been. What are you saying, DJ? Well, laws don't. Oh, you just abolish all the laws? No, keep the laws in place. But the, the point I'm saying is, if, if in my previous podcast where I was talking about laws... And I, we, we specifically focused on firearms. It's fine. Education on that. 
And and by the way, I'm not against firearms laws, okay? Uh, if, 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 you know, if they make sense. But what my point being is criminals don't care about laws. If they did, then nobody would be a criminal. They'd be sitting in there. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm about to use an old an old term. I keep, I keep thinking about the old um, the old TV show Our Gang, right? A bunch of kids that had like a little clubhouse, and you know they were always into mischief and all that. So so we're, they're in their little Our Gang clubhouse, right? And they're talking, and they go, "Hey, did you hear that new law came through?" Yeah, man, we, we're not supposed to shoot between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Oh, man, that's really going to slow us down. Okay, well, I guess we better not then. I don't believe that conversation's ever happened. Anywhere. Hey, did you see that new federal law? Yeah, well, you know, we, we, can't, we, we can't modify our AR-15 for fully automatic and then put a 100-round magazine in it. And then shoot people. Oh, we can't? No. Oh, well, hey, Bob. Bob. Yeah, put those back where they where they were. Put them back. Yeah, we can't do that anymore. Why? New law. Yeah, uh-huh. That doesn't work. The only people that these laws affect are people who care about the laws. Who don't want to violate the laws. Okay, that's, I mean, great. But there's a, there's a piece of our society that doesn't care about your laws. They laugh at your laws. And I'll be, here's a controversial statement, but I'm going to say it. There's a piece of society that do not care about the laws, but they sure like when they're enacted. Because they know that for the most part, law-abiding citizens will abide by those laws. And if those laws make a law-abiding citizen an easier target, they rejoice because they're not going to follow them anyway. So, the, the <laughs> I, I, and I'm, I've got this on another screen, this, this article, and I just, a few last statements on... How bad does your city need to get? Where again, I know I keep repeating this, but I want to beat it home. You have the toughest gun laws in the nation. And they're not working. So your, your last ditch effort is to try to make a deal with criminals that says... Okay, okay, okay. Well, how about this? Just just stop between 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. Or only shoot between 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. Okay? You good with that? I mean, we, we don't want to get anybody involved who's not already involved in high-risk activities. Flip it, folks. Flip it. You know, in, in, in interrogation, interviews and interrogations, they would teach you, Flip the statement. Somebody told you something. Flip the statement in your mind. Like, does it work the other way around? Does it make sense both ways? So let's flip that. 
Only shoot between 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. Translates to, it's okay to shoot between 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. Because we don't want to involve people who are involved in high-risk activities or minimize the innocent uh, risk of innocent being shot. In other words, only shoot between 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. And please only shoot bad people. Please only shoot those who are already involved in, quote, high-risk activities, not innocent people. How about this? I'm pretty sure the law, and I didn't look this one up, to be honest with you, because I just thought of this, but I'm pretty sure the law in this city, this state that I'm talking about, and all cities and all states and federally say, don't shoot anybody. I mean, unless they're shooting at you, like you're, I don't know, you're, you're an innocent on the street and you've got a carry permit and you're all good to go and somebody comes into the gas station and starts popping shots, defend yourself, sure, but don't just walk up to a rival you don't like and shoot them. Bad person or not. Don't shoot anybody. So, you see, the statement to me doesn't work. Deals of concession with gang members don't work. I, I and, and, and I've got a little bit of a dark sense of humor. As any of you who know me personally know, and I'll say, I would have loved to have been in, in like, like, an invisible person sitting in the circle when this article came out. It was all over the television and, and still is in, in this city to hear what the reaction to the criminals that this is talking to, hear their reaction. I mean, how long did they think it took them to stop laughing? I mean, certainly they didn't go, oh, wow, gosh. Another regulation, guys. We got, we got to abide by this one. No, that didn't happen. They laughed at this, and they're still laughing at this. Now, I'm going to keep an eye on this. I ask you to keep an eye on this. Yes, I didn't say the city name, but it's okay. You just Google the people's ordinance, and it'll pop right up. But, you know, I'd love to hear your, your comments on this. I'm sure there's, there's other takes. That's fantastic. Um, I really don't believe in that. We got to start somewhere. Start, start. This is the start from a city has the toughest gun laws enacted in the nation and has for years, decades. This is the start. I thought the laws were the start. This is an ordinance. It's not backed up by law. Not prison law. So this is stronger than the laws? No, it's not. This, this is a way, in my opinion, this is a way to say, oh, well, uh, we, we can, we can work this out. Let's make a deal. Let's make a concession. From somebody who has never, ever, ever, ever done the job. Never, ever, ever dealt with a violent criminal or a group of violent 
criminals. Once you sit across from somebody who is truly involved in violent crime, not once, but many times, this is their way of life, you realize very quickly, they don't care about anything but but their code. And their code is the criminal code. That's the code they abide by. They couldn't care any less about the code of law. And now it's time for some stupid criminals. Got some good ones for you today. A Florida man wanted by the cops tried to throw them off his trail by placing a big sign outside his house reading, Johnny Yates does not live here. By the way, his name was Johnny Yates. Uh, Can you guess it didn't work? Uh, He was wanted by the Polk County Sheriff's Office in Florida on aggravated battery, false imprisonment, and tampering charges and was eventually locked up. No joke. When the deputies arrived, they noticed a note written on a dry erase board in front of a window that says, Johnny Yates does not live here. Didn't work. This one's called No Good Deed Goes Unpunished. An alleged drunk driver unwittingly handed himself over to Nebraska police when he reported someone else traveling in the wrong direction. That's right. He called 911 and said, Hey, somebody's driving on the wrong side of Highway 77. About ran me off the road. Can you believe it? Deputies show up. They're looking in the area. They sure enough see the wrong way driver. And it is Buddy who called the cops. He was so drunk. (laughs) He thought he was in the right. (laughs) Deputies pulled him over. And I love this. Deputies pulled him over. And apparently he immediately realized his, his mistake. The officer said, do you know why I stopped you? He said, yeah, because I was on the wrong side of the road. Yep, sure were. Have a nice day. Wanted man Wayne Parker successfully evaded authorities for about a year after committing a million dollars in fraud. Fraud. But then he made a mistake. And we're going all the way to Suffolk, England for this one. Uh, It says cops were shocked to see the convicted criminal crop up after Parker created a profile on (laughs) Match.com. That's right. He he was found guilty of scamming over uh, $970,000, about a million bucks, from suppliers. He he, uh, failed to appear in court and just disappeared, right? But I guess after some time, about a year, he got lonely. (laughs) Good old Wayne got lonely. And he made a Match.com dating app. And, uh... it doesn't go into how they caught him, but we all know how they did it. He got a match with them, and uh, he went he went for a date and was arrested after a year. I, I, I want the video. I, I want that video. And lastly, coming right back into Atlanta. Got to do it. Got to do it. Uh, Crook uh, walked into an Atlanta salon nail salon and and loudly demanded everyone's money however he said everybody get down give me all your money empty all your pockets he, he yelled this at three women uh, as he walked through the door and the women just ignored him he walked over to a worker who calmly answered the business phone during the ordeal where's the money he says nobody bats an eye 
<laughs> the robber briefly cuts out of frame in the video. I have seen this video. Uh, before reappearing and directing his next demands at another woman who stood up. Give me the money. Where's the one? Where's the money? The, the woman calmly backs away out the door and tells him she doesn't have anything. As she steps outside, the man looks around. And, and this video, you can look this one up. It, he... <laughs> He looks like a kid who lost his ice cream cone. He looks left, he looks right, and then walks away. That's, that's some hard living. Okay, You got a guy who walks in with a gun, and he's like, give me all your money, and not a single person. Like, they didn't just not give it to him. They were like, whatever, go away. I just... That, okay, that is the clue that you've been there before. You've done that before. And this time, you don't care. You know, as we go along this journey together, I may say some things you don't agree with, or maybe you do agree with me, and even have a topic you'd like me to cover. Maybe you got a funny police story you'd like to share with me. A lot of these do come from you. I encourage you to email me at offthebeat at motorolasolutions.com. Give me your thoughts and ideas and check out my Twitter page at DJ underscore off the beat. Until next time, stay diligent, stay educated, and stay safe.